Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm thrilled to be talking about the film Shotgun Wedding with director Jason Moore. And I wanted to start by talking a little bit about the way that you approached bringing your visual style and ideas into the collaborative medium of a script that was written by Mark Hammer. And I was interested in, in what some of the visual aspects were that you started to really see on the page and how you saw the script as a foundation of the idea of what this might look like on screen and the way that you wanted to tell it and kind of that journey of then finding from that foundation how you wanted to bring your voice into creating this yeah it's great I mean I, uh, Mark Hammer who wrote the 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 first draft and many drafts after it was all, all actually all there if you go back and read that first script all these moments and beats are there so it comes out of his mind but it was it had it for me as a director I was excited about the mix of tones in terms of it's it's actually a comedy like a laugh sharp comedy it's actually action and it's actually romance and I was really intrigued about how to mesh all those tones together uh because you know sometimes action co comedies from uh can look kind of small and contained if you don't maybe have the right budget <clears throat> or sometimes romances can be a little bit over uh a little a little over saturated or whatever so I really wanted to make sure that we had and I knew that we had this big beautiful destination wedding and that's really where I started which is scope like let's shoot it wide wide let's show off the backgrounds let's make it and we one of the things that we kept coming back to because I thought what's funny about this movie is that they're in these kind of extraordinary situations but they're not a a, a CIA agent or a move or a Marvel hero they're two regular people so I was like what if we shoot it like a James Bond movie but yet everything inside of it is uh is these people really struggling to keep up with it the other thing that became a visual that, that kind of changed that approach or modified it or added a layer to it was the action to me in this movie is only works if it's funny and if it's based on character and you get to see them struggling inside if you just have a car crash and you can't see what's happening without anyone you disengage from the story for a moment and I, this was I wanted to make sure it was about our characters so Lee Morrison our stunt coordinator and I really tried to design things that allowed us to stick with them and see their faces and let them bicker so it was that was the other visual modification that we made to allow that to happen and the action as well as you as you just made such a great point it's it's not a CIA agent it's not people who have any sort of training but as they go through the course of the film they, there's certain things that they find within themselves and certain ideas that they have and how to navigate through situations and so how did you find that that kind of mini arc within the larger story of okay well now that they have experienced what it's like to retaliate and to physically attack someone um, what is it going to look like the next time they're in a situation versus the first time that happens yeah I, I we concentrated mostly on how to create those moments where they're fighting or have a have a villain you know in their lives which is also then how are they at the beginning of the movie they're not sure they can trust each other and so we tried to always find ways that also the way that the action progressed was that they started working more as a team or they started saving the other one instead of saving themselves and so we we talked a lot about that in terms of the characters how they were going to behave with each other inside the action and even there's a couple moments at the end where you can see they're truly working as a team and in the story of this movie about two people who are already in love but needing to kind of pull a few things apart and put it back together again for a deeper a deeper relationship that became one of our metaphors to sort of work on them physically also they're tied together for most of the movie so they move very awkwardly but they learn how to move together so that was another component that we used to bring out that theme Right. And, th and there's also that point that you're touching upon there, which is 
this isn't this isn't a rom-com meet cute where they're meeting for the first time this is a relationship that's very far down the road they're getting married and it's allowed to exist in a very realistic landscape it's there's imperfections there's doubts there's certain things that feel fractured and come to the surface from the stress of all of their friends and family and from an ex showing up and what yeah. that looks like and essentially you're kind of stripping away elements of the relationship and then building it back up but you can never take it too far away from the foundation of their connection and from that love because otherwise the audience isn't going to root for them to kind of come back together towards the end of the film um and so how did you approach that kind of very specific dance of what that needs to look like in that scope well the big part of that progression was the, the story when we open is we're at this big beautiful sort of almost idyllic wedding uh but you know like like often happens in weddings the people deciding about the dress and planning the food and where people are going to sit and how our family's going to get along all the trappings of a big wedding can challenge even the most calm bride or groom and so and i think what 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 we literally made happen if you look at the wedding dress in the movie the wedding dress starts off as sort of an aspirational wedding dress which you want to see you know, J-Lo in, but it's also a little off. It's like too big for a beach wedding. She's got this sort of Michigan, you know, updo. It doesn't quite fit her. And as the pieces of the dress come away and as they do sort of have to like, they get rid of the things that are in their way. By the end, she's stripped down to her more authentic sort of available self. And that wedding dress actually looks cooler. I think when we were, or more fun, when we were designing the dress, we really talked more about how she looked in the end rather than how she did in the beginning. Because the whole notion is that once they've been through all this and stripped the way and the, the, all the trappings are gone, they can be more authentic and more connected. So we, 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 the dress is probably the most obvious example of how that uh, how that manifested. And that was really important for us in terms of the story. And even in fact, the, the fact that the end, the wedding is very, that where they actually get married, I guess it just gave something away, but it's not that surprise. It's called shotgun wedding, which is that it's very different than the one they had planned, but it's the one that's right for them in the moment. And I think also finding the place where they can be in harmony is really key. And the, those details, like the, the wedding dress and the fact that, you know, okay, it's got caught in something. And now this chunk of fabric is ripped off and her hair starts in the updo and then gradually it's coming down until it's just completely loose and natural and you have the same for Josh Dumel you know they're they're both in the same outfit throughout the majority of the film with more wear and tear so how did you find that that arc of essentially the visual aspects of how worn down do they look how beaten down do they look but also how does this make them much more real versions with one another as that happens like you were saying you know, it's, it's a great question because as part of your question before too, which I didn't quite answer, which is that there is, the movie works best because you root for this couple. You believe in them as a real couple, I think, even though you have two big movie stars, they feel relatable in terms of things that they're fighting about. And I think there's some crazy wacky stuff in the movie too, in terms of comedy and action. And so I think, as you pointed out, you always have to come back to that kind of grounded nature of what it is. And I, I think if you have something grounded, then you can bounce and be in high and crazy as you want. We talked about the dress also as like, and their clothes and their state of mind as being sort of blown apart by the end, like totally deconstructed. And, you know, it was always this fine balance because also we want them to get dirty and we want it to look real, but then you also want it to be you want them to look like 1950s or 19, 2023 movie stars. So finding that balance of how do we believe how gritty they've been, but sort of keep it beautiful as well. Um, and I think that the whole movie is 
is heightened. Um, the stakes, the kind of kinds of actors, the wackiness of it, which is kind of, I love movies like that. And it's kind of on purpose to allow it to have sort of a slightly bigger, um, uh, crazier tone, but really looking for how you always come back to those, those simple elements so that at the end, when it's just him in a shirt open and her, you know, sort of exposed on the beach with nobody that, that you, you feel the love more because the other stuff isn't in the way. Yeah. You know, and, and also in terms of, of their trajectory, it feels like the scenes where it's just the two of them feel very different and very intimate compared to the more heightened elements. And is, is there a delicacy that comes with the way that you have to kind of find your way between those sorts of scenes? Because one moment you have the two of them having a very intimate connected and very real conversation with each other in a room. And then the next minute there's pirates on the Island coming after them and holding everyone hostage in a swimming pool. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's always, it, it is a trick, particularly with a movie like this. I think one, you have to get people to invest in that grounded element to pull them through. I call it the clothesline. Like if that works, then you can hang all kinds of things on it. Um, but also uh, I come from musical theater and in musicals, we we sort of call it like the book to music problem, which is sometimes the talking is maybe not as interesting as the singing and dancing. And so, and so I, I have spent a lot of time learning how to like economize those scenes and make them meaningful and make them also maybe feel as big as the action sequence or the funny kind of haha scene that comes after it. So it you it's it's a great question because I really did think a lot about how do we make sure there's also like 10 great jokes in their scenes so that it feels like it's the same movie as the, the people in the pool, the, the more comic scenes and stuff like that. So it, it was a challenge. And I think probably we solved that mostly in editing. I mean, a lot of it was getting it on the page, but I would quickly watch in the editing process where it felt like, okay, we we're connected to them. Let's get on to the next thing. Also the pace of the movie should be urgent. It should feel a little bit like it's in real time. So that was another thing that kept me going. Let's keep it moving, but still get what we need out of the story. And also with, with what you bring up there about you, you need the audience to connect and to invest in this relationship because otherwise they're not invested in the story and the stakes for them. And yeah. so you only really have a certain amount of time at the beginning of the film to really build what is this relationship? What is this connectivity? What are the things that are coming to the surface with everything and the pressure of the wedding? And what is it that they need to work on and find in themselves as they now are being faced with the heightened circumstances? And so how did you go into that first act of the film and what were the important details for you in making sure that you built that very immediate connection for the audience in the way you were describing? That's a great question. As I was, as I was talking about before, the script has sort of romance and the action and the comedy, but they don't all start merging and sort of become a braid of tones until maybe 20 minutes into the movie when you start to figure out, oh, I get it. This wedding actually has a body count, which is hopefully, you know, that's a surprise and a fun one. Uh, but I think to, you know, it was important in those opening scenes because you actually are also, in addition to meeting them, their relationship in progress, you're also meeting them already under duress, like, right? You don't know who they are, like when everything's free and easy, which is kind of a classic, you know, storytelling model. So it was really important that that kind of the nonverbal things and the way that they looked at each other and the way that they, the way that you talk at a party when you have tension, but you don't want anyone to know, but also the familiarity of relating to each other. So 
you're right. We we have a we it's a short amount of real estate to get them to connect, which is why their performances and their the trust that they had showed up on screen. I think so that you understood that there were a couple who were in love and connected, but in a very stressful situation that was challenging some certain things for them. Um, and I, I still like that about it's it's a rom com where the couple is really going through something, not just pirates, but also something they have to figure out between themselves. And I thought that was kind of interesting rather than a meet cute and falling in love. Although I love those movies too, don't get me wrong. <laughs> There's also ways in which, as as well as it being a, a mix of genre tones, that also it kind of circumvents and turns some of the the scopes of genre on its head a little bit. So if you look at their relationship, he's the one who wants the really romantic big gestures and the big wedding. And she's the one who's like, well, I said yes to these things because it was important to you. And, you know, this isn't what I needed for myself. Um, and so what are some of the ways where through the romance genre and kind of through the, the action comedy genre that you really got that opportunity to kind of play around and circumvent some of the expectations that come with those genres usually? Yeah, Mark hammer the writer wrote that in from the beginning that it was a it was a distinctive gender switch and um i i was before we even had either of the actors in those roles i thought that was intriguing from day one right how many articles are written about how do you reinvent the rom-com and i don't i think you have i think you take things and you remix them and and you do change them but some of the elements are kind of tried and true and you want to also give people what they want in that way but also once we had jennifer and josh aboard we really actually talked about like okay if this were the traditional role and the woman was freaking out about you know the guest list or something like that. How does how does this male character deal with that problem? And also like a kind of baseball player who's a dude. So it was fun to think about some of those tropes through these particular actors. And um, I think that it also, when we had added them, also because of the, they're not 25 year olds getting married in a kind of like overly romanced way, they're established people. And, and Jennifer and I always talked about kind of loving the idea that she was a strong, complete, successful whole woman who was in love and loves this man, but doesn't necessarily need marriage or the trappings of marriage, like a big princess dress and all that to get married. I think she says in the movie, like, I'm not a blushing bride. Like I know who I am. And the fact that the male is kind of going, but I want, the big flower arrangements because it's what's important to my family and my traditions and sort of remixing that idea not only in terms of gender but also because where they are in their lives and why and asking us why is that important because i think a lot of those things get stripped away by the end and they find what's more important is the authenticity between them and, and in working with Jennifer Lopez specifically, I've heard you talk about how, you know, a film like Made in Manhattan is something that you've always been really drawn to because with her as a performer, she has that ability to, to carry a film and to do everything. And, you know, throughout her career, she has very specifically pursued a lot of romantic comedies because it's an important genre to her that she's very connected to as well. And so how did having someone like her carrying the weight of this film and everything that it was asking with the myriad of tones and genres that she's worked within all of those scopes before yeah. really bring and open up in the way that it allowed you to tell the story as a filmmaker. As you point out, she has worked in all those genres before and has excelled in all of them. And so when, when I thought about her in the role, I was like, not only is she going to be able to make the story great, but people are going to get to see all the things that she can do in one place. And I think, you know, she's always, it's funny, I think back to Made in Manhattan or Selena, or she's always been, um, she's obviously a star. She's a full 
planet that has a huge gravitational pull, but she's always had this ability to play characters in a way that make them feel relatable, uh, which I think is always a fascinating combination. And I think she, she believes in love. She believes in romance uh, and she believes in complicated love and complicated romance. So, you know, the fact that this kind of shows a really complex character, I think was, I can't, I can't speak wholly for her, but I know that in rewrites we were talking about, she was excited to play someone who was conflicted and someone who didn't always say the right thing. And, um, it, it, and inside the, what looks like it's going to be a romantic comedy is a funny surprise. So I think she, you know, she can do everything. She really can't, she can act, she can dance, she can sing, she can do physical comedy. She can do physical stunts. She's a dancer. She knows how to take care of her body. She's a mogul. She's a producer. She's, she's a whole cloth kind of um, movie maker and performing is just one of those roles. And so it's, she also brings all of those experiences when you're talking about all of those movies to each one. So she's not just replaying moments. She's going, okay, I've done this version. What's about this version? Like, let's find something fresh. So she has a big library that she can kind of, you know, pull from and, and, and make new things out of. And and within the scope of physical comedy and, and making everything feel very relatable, there's there's an interesting approach to the way that you filmed some of the action sequences where if you closed your eyes and you listened to the music composition, you'd be like, this is an action, you know, this is a high budget action film, you know, things are happening. But then when you're watching the scene, it has those elements, but then also there's comedic elements playing into it as well. Like, you know, you'll have the two of them slow motion running, but as he pulls his jacket off, it hits her in the face or, you know, something happens where they're not very adept at what they're doing. And that kind of breaks you out of it a little bit. And so how did you want to take those expectations of what seems like that could be in a movie um, and make sure that you were always allowing for the physical comedy and kind of essentially allowing the film to wink at itself a little bit as well. Yeah, I think we, it's a great point. If you do close your eyes, hopefully, and that was kind of the intention. It kind of looks and sounds and has the rhythm of like a big action, true lies, James Bond movie. But when you get to see and you get close with the characters about what's really going on with them in this extraordinary circumstance and they're ordinary people, that's the remix that makes it fun for me. And then also I think keeps you connected to those characters and invest in them during the action. But we made a lot of distinctive decisions about um, about uh, action sequences so that they, for instance, that slow motion running is only funny if it's slow. Also the car, there's a car that's going off a cliff and we put it, at, we intentionally put it at a very slow roll and they were attached to it so that they could talk and bicker and do funny things. Whereas if you do have a car going at 70 miles an hour, there's no time to for the, for the uh, characters to figure it out. Or when the bad guy is five minutes away, so they have four minutes to argue about something. So we tried to really think about how do you create space in action is, tends to be dense and fast, but how do you create space inside that feeling of dense and fast where you can also allow the comedy come out? It was very intentional in terms of the way it was staged. Yeah. And in looking a little bit at the the wider scope of characters that you have as well, because it's a wedding, there's so many characters that you have in terms of friends and family within that mix as well. And um, how did you even want to use things like costume and, and color to really give these delineations of interpersonal dynamics? Because again, going back to what you were talking about with only having a certain amount of time to build their central relationship, there's also only a certain amount of time at the beginning to build all the dynamics of everybody around them and this very complicated family history that exists as well for both of them 
Absolutely. But that was a big challenge because when you have a lot of characters that you want the audience to invest in at least a little bit, and they all have kind of big or medium or small arcs, you want them to invest. So certainly it's getting the words right on the page, but costumes do become remarkably important to help people understand. Uh, and actually Mitchell Travers, who's a brilliant costume designer, we actually always talked about the movie Clue or even the, the board game, which is each look of each of those characters is so distinctive. You kind of, they say four words and you know who they are. And in our case, hopefully they say 10 words, you know who they are and they're funny, right? So you you get these little glimpses. Also, you do get a little bit of a shortcut with audiences because it's like, this is the mother-in-law that doesn't want to be near the divorced dad. Like everyone understands family dynamics. So that's another quick way in for the audience. But the clothes really became part of part of understanding them instantly and also part of how they break down. So each each costume kind of breaks down or changes as it gets wet and everybody's hair changes as it goes. So that was also kind of a visual way that you see where people are. They're kind of being worn down or they're being set free uh, that allowed, again, a shortcut of storytelling without having to do it through words. And as you were putting together the the aesthetic of Lenny Kravitz's character, who plays Jennifer Lopez's character's ex, and also, you know, working with him on, on that performance in the movie, what felt important to you in creating not just the dynamic of his character, but what it represents, because it's this representation of a version of her that she was at a certain point, but then realized she no longer was. But, you know, those aspects of yourself never fully go away. There's still little elements of what existed in that relationship that become present once he shows up in the mix. Yeah, I mean, the this, the setup is especially given the actors, you're like, okay, who is Jennifer Lopez's ex with that it, that Josh Dumel would be sort of intimidated by? <laughs> and that list ends up being a very short list from just kind of like a, frankly, a surface point of view. But I think everyone's sort of a little in love and maybe even a little intimidated by Lenny Kravitz. So, you know, he was one of the early ideas that uh, that I had because I knew again, him sort of walking on, having all this presence would really shake things up for the couple and really be fun for the audience. And also, you know, Lenny, the surprise, he's a, such a wonderful, like down to earth, attentive, sensitive person. Uh, and he's very funny in person. And in this particular case, he was in on the joke in the sense that he knows I'm supposed to be that slight asshole, but he had, and so he sort of had fun doing that. Uh, it, was, it was a fun flavor on him. I think that people will be surprised by. But yeah, then I will, I got to give him credit. He ends up with, he wears the string of pearls to the wedding and that was all his choice. He came up with it himself. That's also what I love about him is he already has a bold style and he already is, has a rock star style. So it was fun to also let that kind of be bigger as part of a bigger, funny movie. I really, I loved it when he walked out with the pearls. I thought, well, that's absolutely perfect. And then narratively, once the attackers are on the scene at the wedding, you then end up in a situation where you're filming the majority of scenes with a large ensemble cast all in a swimming pool for hours on end filming. And I was just interested even in some of the logistics that went into how you film that and working with the cast, because that's several hours of all of these actors. And, you know, you kind of, for all the coverage that you need to get for all the different dynamics that play in that scene, it's like, everybody has to be present. You can't be cheating that either. Yeah. That's, I mean, it was actually the thing that I was most worried about going into production, like there's big action. And, but I was like, we have a lot of people to help with that and know how to do that. But the pool is its own thing. And it's 40 actors, eight of whom are speaking roles in it for in the Dominican heat, which is, you know, upwards of 90 degrees for nine full days. And, you know, the 
the nightmare scenarios that kept me up at night were a bacterial infection in the pool or people get chafing from their costumes or people get they get scared or they get claustrophobic um so we had planned and we were also shooting during covid so we had we had masks and masks getting wet is a hot mess so we we did a couple things one i actually we rehearsed the pool scenes uh in a parking lot where when we i did it like i do a broadway show we rehearsed it like it was a stage and everybody had a grid and so that they knew where to stand so we rehearsed on dry land for a long time and then with the actors we rehearsed in the pool so we actually came into it more like a musical number knowing kind of basically where everyone's going to be and also because the dominican sun is really high it's very bright for all the days so you have to really plan where it is to get great lighting on people in a certain way so we went into it rehearsed and prepared but i was like something's gonna go wrong someone's gonna get sick i know what it is and you know what it was the easiest part of this movie because what happened was the pool was so lovely you feel like you're on vacation you're sort of paddling around and talking to each other it's at a great temperature once we started get loading them out and then they were dripping dry and removing wet clothes and then putting wet clothes back on they were like that sucks the pool's a lot more fun so they would literally just stay in there all day it was amazing that was also part of how they bonded they were underneath a shade tent they would be brought water it was it was really fun and i wore a i wore a quick drying uh shirt and shirt and um you know, like 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 water sandals so that i could run into the pool do things set a shot play with the actors have fun and then also come right out and be dry and be dripping at the camera so it ended up being super fun but it was the thing that kept me up mostly at night Amazing. Well, it's it's so wonderful hearing all the details that went into making this film and congrats on the movie. Thank you so much, Jason. Really appreciate it. Pleasure talking to you.